1: CLNS's Patriots coverage is powered by our exclusive wagering partners at betonline.ag. Use the promo code CLNS50 for 50% off your initial deposit. Hello everybody, Evan Lazar, Alex Barth, Tuesday edition of the Patriots Beat podcast. Breaking news on this Tuesday, Alex, never a dull moment in the NFL offseason. So we're going to cut in right here with some breaking news as Patriots wide receiver Nikhil Harry has formally requested a trade from the team. This coming through his agent and Mike Garofalo of NFL Network here just about an hour or so ago, Alex, and uh, we're going to get into some initial reactions just overall reactions to this news what the Patriots might be able to get in return for Nikhil Harry who has again formally requested a trade from the Patriots and back when they drafted Harry in 2019 Alex it felt like a round hole and a square peg in a a certain way and you kind of knew that he was going to have to have a very specific plan in place for him to succeed here because he was not going to be Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, Dion Branch, Troy Brown, that type of wide receiver that was going to win with route running precision and efficiency and quick breaks and separation ability and all that kind of stuff. This was a true downfield receiver that needed to flourish in a vertical type of route tree. And the Patriots had to be very specific with how they were going to use him. It never felt like they were able to get to that point. Injuries obviously played a major role. I think learning the complex playbook played a little bit of a role as well. But Harry's agent citing the fact that in two seasons with the Patriots, he's only had 86 targets. And on top of that, now they look at the depth chart. We see uh, Aguilar, uh, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, the two tight ends. Where's the opportunity coming for a guy like Nikhil Harry? And now we get to this breaking point. Right. I had him off my
0: roster projection when I did that, whatever it was, two weeks ago, three weeks ago after spring practices. So it, I'm a little surprised in, in with the, the the veracity that this trade request was brought out, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But there was no place for him on this team. The way he'd been playing, he didn't separate himself in the spring, and it's there's blame to go around. I, I don't know that he necessarily progressed at the rate you would expect a first-round pick to progress And at the same time, Evan, you kind of touched on it. And I've talked about this in the past. I don't know that the Patriots use Nikhil Harry properly. I don't know that they put him in a chance to play to his strengths and succeed. If anything, he was playing to his weaknesses. They put him in a spot where they were asking him to do the things that he was probably the worst at in order to get open and win. And that, I mean, that just doesn't make sense. That's a recipe for failure where his agent said that, you know, something about a dominant deep ball threat who's great at the point of attack That's probably a little exaggerated, but he was right about Nikhil Harry's ability to high point the football and win jump balls. And we saw it at times here and there. He made a nice catch against Kansas city in the back corner of the end zone. He made that catch up the seam against the chargers on Thursday night football. And you saw little flashes of it, but it wasn't necessarily that he wasn't able to do that all the time. I don't know that the team put him in positions to make those plays all the time. So it was a bad situation all around. I think a chain of scenery for both sides is huge and we'll see where it goes from there. But I, I you know, I wouldn't be surprised if I don't think Nikhil Harry is going to go elsewhere, and, you know, be a pro bowl or be an all pro anything like that. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes somewhere else and, and is a contributor and is a legitimate third wide receiver red zone threat. I wouldn't totally write him off yet, but it's, it's not going to be in new England.
1: Right, and I think that you hit on a bunch of key points there, and the biggest one that I see is that we saw flashes, that Rams game like you mentioned, the Kansas City touchdown catch from Jared Stidham, even his very, I believe it was his very first game against the Dallas Cowboys in 2019 when he caught that back shoulder touchdown on Byron Jones, and you saw that ability as a big-bodied wide receiver on the outside to go above the rim, high point the football, win contested catches, but the problem is, is that that has never been a high-volume position for the Patriots, right? Someone that is right. going to go and win those jump balls has never been something that has been something that the Patriots have really featured a whole lot. Now, Gronk certainly did that in his prime, but that that's Rob Gronkowski, right? You know, that, that's, a, that's a different animal in itself, and Gronk brought a lot of other things to the table as well. So that being the only thing... And I remember watching some of Nikhil Harry's tape this past season, the season before, and I just kind of watched it and said, what's the one thing that he's NFL good at? Like what's the one thing that he is a above average pro wide receiver at. And the only thing that you can come up with is contested catches. So unless you're going to go out and throw him a hundred plus targets and and expect the production to come with 45 contested catches, then you have a player that is not going to be a high volume weapon for you. And the other thing that the Patriots tried to really do with him that we've discussed a bunch of times is the scheme touches, right? The end arounds, the jet sweeps, the screen passes, getting him in the ball in his hands and allowing him to win as a ball carrier. And in college, Nikhil Harry was a very, very effective ball carrier. And I think at times in the NFL, the confidence, the fact that he couldn't get open in other ways down the field, that sort of, lent itself to making him worse as a ball carrier too, because his confidence was just shot. But also in the open field, he is not a runaway NFL athlete, right? He's not somebody that is going to run away from people. He doesn't have elite separation ability. And that kind of translates to the fact that he doesn't have elite speed. So as a ball carrier in general, it never really worked out in that sense. So what were they going to use him as, and what was he going to flourish as here sort of became a difficult question to answer. And that's what his agent said in that statement, is that over the last couple of months, they've worked with the Patriots and Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels to try to find a role and find a way, a path for Nikhil Harry to be successful here. And it just got to the point after multiple conversations with the team that the agent and Nikhil Harry sort of felt like it's not going to happen here. And I think we've been saying this for a while. We've sort of written this off, I would say, last season, really, that it wasn't going to happen here. But now we formally get the trade request from Nikhil Harry. And the uh, one last thing about the contested catch thing, you sign Hunter Henry, you sign Johnny Smith. You expect those guys to now be your red zone contested catch receivers and targets. So... Where are the targets? Where is the opportunity for Nikhil Harry? Probably not here anymore. Alex, we can get into a little bit now what the Patriots might be looking for in a trade, what they might get back in compensation for Nikhil Harry. And I think that that is a good place to start is the draft. And at that point in the draft, the Patriots... There were some rumors about them shopping a player, uh, Nikhil Harry out there, a teams like Arizona potentially being interested. Maybe I think the pick that was thrown out there was like an early day three pick, like a fourth or a fifth rounder. That obviously didn't happen. Do you still feel like the Patriots could get that decent of comp? Because a fourth round pick is, it's not nothing, right? You know, right. That's, that's solid competition now, for a player that's performed under par,
0: you know? Yeah, and now we know that, you know, there's this immense value on the 2022 draft. So, you know, would you rather have the uh, a 6th in 2022 or a 4th in 2023? I mean, that's probably a conversation we start having. Look, he was a first-round pick for a reason, and I think there are teams, especially if they need wide receivers who may be willing to give something up to ensure that Nikhil Harry doesn't hit the open market. So I, I, I think they can get something for him. I see a lot of people throwing out Andy Isabella, can they trade him for a corner, right? right? Things like that. I, I I, don't know that that's what the Patriots are looking to do. I don't think they'd be completely against a player for a player trade if somebody came along and wowed them. But part of the reason this is happening is there's no room on the roster for Nikhil Harry. Are you going to get a player that is suddenly a lock to make the roster? I don't think you're getting a, a roster lock for Nikhil Harry. So, you know, it may be, if you think Andy Isabella, I'll use him as the example, is a lock to make the Patriots roster. Then, yeah, I, you consider that trade. If not, would you rather have a player who you might end up cutting anyway, or you get, even if it is a fifth, the sixth round pick outside of the top 200, but you get to pick your own guy. You have four years of team control and you're bringing him in a year or two down the road when the roster composition is different. And maybe you have more room on the roster. So I, I, I don't see the player for player trade. I just don't think that's what the situation's going to be. I think they're going to do their best to recoup a pick. I'm thinking it's going to be 2023 with how much teams are valuing 2022. I think they'll try to get if they can, because the report during the draft this year was a fourth round pick. I think they'll try to get a fourth or a fifth in 2023. And then either you have that pick and you can make it, or it helps you trade up in 2022. So, that's kind of where I'm looking. And I, I think there are some teams that would be interested. I know we can get into yeah. maybe specifics, but I think it's it's much more likely to be player for pick than player for player.
1: Right. So the one thing I want to mention is a lot of people in the chat, and I know people are going to talk about this in general, that Nikhil Harry... Is not worth a bag of footballs to anybody, right? That they'll be lucky to get any sort of compensation for him. But the one thing that I think is important with this trade, I, I'm not saying that the Patriots are going to get a second round pick for him. Obviously, it's not right. going to be a very big compensation. But you have to take the player and project him into a different system, right? You're not taking right. the Patriots, Nikhil Harry, and saying a team is interested in that player. What you're doing is is you're hoping again, it's it's a hope, but you're hoping that a team was very high on Nikhil Harry in the draft, sees how they can use him specifically even two years later, and you can get a trade with a team that's maybe a little bit more of a vertical-based passing offense or a simplified passing offense. And That's why I think Arizona has come up, because I actually think it's Nikhil's camp that's putting Arizona out there, because it's uh, it's an air raid route uh, with Cliff Kingsbury, and it's a very simplified system where he's just going to be asked to run up the field. Right, he's going to be asked to run in a straight line out game, and that is something that Nikhil Harry can get behind. On top of that, with Arizona, they don't move their wide receivers around the formation a whole lot. Right, you you got a left wide receiver and you got a right wide receiver, so you're not worrying about different alignments, different route trees, different spacing, all that kind of. You're not worrying about all that in Arizona. It's get up the field, one on one get open vertically, win above the rim, win on a deep ball from Kyler Murray, those types of things. So a team like Arizona, a team like maybe Seattle's, another name I've thrown out there just because of their type of offense. And just in general, a team that throws the football down the field more and wants to be more of a vertical based attack and use their wide receivers in that way are potentially going to look at Nikhil Harry a little bit differently than a team like the Patriots that predicate themselves on a timing rhythm all the things that we've talked about with cam newton versus mac jones kind of applied to Nikhil harry with the patriots as well with the type of offense that they run so i i won't say that the patriots are going to get a big time compensation back for Nikhil harry but i do think there is a chance that another team looks at him and says we think that he's a different player We think he should be used differently. We think that he has a different role here, and we're maybe not going to get a first-round pick out of him, but we're going to get a serviceable NFL-wide receiver out of him a little bit different than what we have seen here with the Patriots. So with all that being said, I do think a fourth or a fifth-round pick is potentially on the table. I wouldn't completely rule out a player-for-player swap if it benefits both sides. I think that that can make a whole lot of sense. And you look at it and see, okay, I was just scouring our lives to look at cornerback depth charts, right? Like if you can trade Nikhil Harry for, to a, for a disgruntled corner, that would probably be
0: the one position where I think it's the most likely. I don't think they're trading him for wide receiver. If they trade him, I think it's for a corner, maybe a safety.
1: Right. And you get a player, let's say, a system change is going down, right? And and they're going from more of a a man-heavy system to now they're going to play more zone-heavy stuff. And that, I think, could be beneficial for both sides right they move a corner that's really a man corner and they move him out of their zone system and they put a player like Nikhil Harry that fits their offensive system or maybe there's a recent draft pick like Nikhil Harry at corner who's been a bust for the team that he's been on and they want to move on and kind of swap failed first rounders or, or, or failed right. you know top 50 players and go that direction so i think th- those are possibilities uh, but I, I think mainly what the patriots are going to end up having to do is probably give up a little bit too much in that type of package depending on who the player coming back is like would you tack on nikki would you tack on a, a pick to Nikhil harry to get a better player back i guess is the question i'm asking
0: at corner, maybe, again, it's got to be somebody who's a roster lock. And, and, I mean, you brought up a good point before. I just want to go back about... You know, you got to recognize the player for what he could be, not what he is when you're talking about a trade, right? That's what the Patriots have done for years. The Patriots have won Super Bowls on that concept, right? They gave up, what was it? A fifth round pick, a sixth round pick for Kyle Van Noy, who had struggled for a year and a half in Detroit because he wasn't being used right. They were playing him out of position. He wasn't playing to his strengths. He comes to New England. They found a better plan for him. He obviously turns into the player he is now. That's you're hoping another team identifies Nikhil Harry in that way. I wrote down a couple teams here that I'm looking at, and this it, this is mostly for a pick. I don't think any of these would be player for player, um, but just that I find interesting. You mentioned Arizona. I think Washington as well because they were brought up during free agency as a potential landing spot. I think you have to include Houston. They seem to be accumulating former Patriots. They did draft Nico Collins, who is a very similar player to Nikhil Harry, so we know they want. Those types of wide receivers, and, and also
1: the Nick Casario angle. Harry, make no mistake about it. Harry Nick Casario was a big Nick Harry guy, right? Yeah. Like that was that was in a lot of ways, I would say, the pick where it kind of all went awry is that Nick Casario and Bill Belichick we're both very high on Nikhil Harry because of their experiences with Nikhil Harry in the top 30 visit and things of that nature. The scouts had a much different ranking on their board of the wide receivers than than Casario and Belichick did. They went with their gut and they picked Nikhil Harry and that's why we're here. So Nick Casario is a big Nikhil Harry guy. So if there's somebody on Houston's roster that maybe the Patriots like, that's a definite possibility, I would say.
0: So I'll add three more. These are kind of longer shots here. Uh, The New York Giants. You have the Joe Judge connection on top of that. The Giants yeah. did sign Kelvin Benjamin a couple of weeks ago. So, again, I, I'm not saying kill Harry's Kelvin Benjamin, but there's a prototype there. So maybe that. And they, they don't have a ton. They have a lot of wide receiver depth. I, they don't have a ton of NFL experience. So he's a guy who maybe fits in. And then two more that, that are going to make you jump. The Green Bay Packers.
1: Yeah, because, an interesting one.
0: you know, we've heard that Aaron Rodgers is upset. They don't give him first-round wide receivers. Here's a first-round wide receiver to bring in. And then the other one's the Kansas City Chiefs. They lost Sammy Watkins. They don't really have – most of their receivers are like smaller, quicker, shiftier guys, and that's their system, and that works. But you want one bigger jump ball guy, and I know they have Travis Kelsey, but if they want to prevent you know, Travis Kelsey going up and getting knocked around by safeties in the red zone, Nikhil Harry would be a solid alternative. You don't have to play him a ton. He also played well against the Chiefs. That was one of his better games was against the Chiefs last year. So they have solid tape on him. I don't know if the Chiefs would trade for Nikhil Harry, but if it did get to the point where he got cut, I would not be shocked to see them maybe, you know, inquiring and making that call and seeing if they could bring him in.
1: Yeah, I I actually like the Green Bay idea a little bit, too, because on top of all the stuff with Aaron Rodgers that's going on, Devontae Adams is coming up to free agency as well, and and he wants a new deal, and uh, he already put it out there that he would be interested in potentially reuniting with Derek Carr, his college quarterback, and it just seems like there's some things awry in Green Bay right now between all those guys. And on top of that, their depth chart behind Devontae Adams is a little bit thin at the position. They do have some corners there in Green Bay. They obviously drafted J.R. Alexander and Eric Stokes in this past draft, and they already had some good corners already. So it was kind of like they added to a position of strength with the Eric Stokes pick. So maybe – I mean, I always saw a guy like Josh Jackson as kind of a, a zone corner, but maybe the Patriots like his man traits. He does have some length and some ability to play some press man. So maybe they like some of his his man traits and they could get a player like that who has been uh was an early round draft pick in green bay that hasn't exactly panned out yet for them either so talking about that sort of uh, idea but when you look at some of these teams and again it, it comes back to what i was saying earlier it has to be a system that is going to use Nikhil harry properly and envisions Nikhil harry in that way and aaron Rodgers is the type of guy obviously he likes to throw the football down the field he's gonna throw to covered receivers at times right when he's in that scramble drill mode and just wants to toss one up to somebody down the field i definitely see that being potentially a fit there as well uh, i love the houston angle because uh, Nick casario I mean, it, is
0: you just have to do diligence at this point to include them right. on this sort of list so yeah exactly
1: yeah. and it just again I know Nick Casario was a Nikhil Harry, uh, someone that pounded the table for Nikhil Harry at the time of the draft in 2019. So I, I, I do think that we could see some sort of uh, viable trade between those two teams for Nikhil Harry. And before we wrap this up, Alex, we can also take some of these, uh, a lot of Andy Isabella in the chat as you might expect with something like this. Yeah. I, I wanted to bring this point up and just discuss Not necessarily get on ragging Nikhil Harry about being – or the Patriots for Nikhil Harry being a bust, but why we feel like the Patriots can't – or have such trouble drafting wide receivers, especially early on in the draft, and sort of what is – the disconnect here is it the system is it the players that they're they're targeting Where, where's the issues here with the patriots and drafting wide receivers because i i do think it is important to fix this problem because you can't they're gonna have to rely so heavily on the veteran market you know signing wide receivers right. like they did this past offseason or trading for wide receivers that are already veterans like striking out on a new sanu happens because Nikhil harry is a it doesn't work out right? You know, right. like those types of things are happening, and then it's costing them money because they can't figure out how to draft a wide receiver early on.
0: I don't know that it's they can't figure out how to draft them because again, like I think Nikhil Harry can be a contributor elsewhere. It's and we talked about this. What was it two weeks ago? I went yeah. on like this whole long tangent about it. If you want to go back and find it, it's it's almost like a not. It's not you. It's me. It's it's not. The receiver, they're not. I don't think they're necessarily taking the wrong receivers. First off, they don't take receivers high up in the draft often. So that in itself kind of skews the data. On top of that, the college game has shifted so far from what the NFL game is. This is a league wide problem getting college receivers who come from these air raid, advanced spread systems to adjust to a pro style offense. It's really not easy. And then you kind of have the Patriots who are almost as dated of an NFL offense as there is. And it worked for a time because, yeah, it was so complex and so different, but you had Tom Brady and he kind of, you know, made up for that. Now you don't. And at a certain point, the Patriots are either just going to have to commit to bringing in veteran wide receivers. And if you want to take a shot in the seventh round on a Trey Nixon, so be it. But you're either going to have to commit to when we need top of the depth chart wide receivers, we're going to pay them or trade for them. Uh, that or they're going to have to change their offense and they're going to have to move it more towards what college offenses are becoming because they're based so much more on just raw physical skill instead of technique and option routes and things like that because it's easier to recruit. It's easier to recruit guys like that. It's easier to coach players in that sense where you only have limited time in college to coach because the NCAA actually does something, but that's another rant for another time. Uh, it's There's such a disconnect. So, you know, when the Patriots go out and they try to find wide receivers, they're just asking these guys to do things they've never seen before. It's a culture shock for a lot of these guys. A, a number of them have talked about it. Dion Branch talked about it recently. He was asked about Nikhil Harry, and he kind of said that, that the Patriots really need guys who have been through an NFL system before. And there's so few NFL-like systems left in college that yeah. it makes it hard if they want to draft somebody because the guy's just going to come in and it's just going to be such an information overload.
1: Right. And I think that's a big part of it is what's going on in the college game and the fact that there's not a ton of offenses down in the college level that are running these types of of option routes that are running these complex route trees and asking receivers to move inside and move outside and run a route tree and an outside route tree and learn the zx all the positions that that kind of go into the entire bigger picture but i think the main thing that i just keep on harping on with the patriots when it comes to drafting wide receivers is they have got to make a point at some point in time of drafting technicians over these athletes right over a guy like Nikhil harry who's six foot two has good explosiveness scores good vertical ability all that kind of stuff they have to at some point in time look at it and say we want the shifty quick underneath route runner that's going to create separation that's going to get open that has maybe some experience running routes out of the slot with a little bit of option it doesn't necessarily need to be a first round guy but at some point in time the players like Terry McLaurin, the players like Debo Samuel, the players like a, uh, you know, these types of players that are more technically refined, that are quicker than they are fast, that are all these types of things. And you have to look at sort of the the good picks, right? Dion Branch is, I think, a a great place to start. Even a guy like Julian Edelman, who wasn't a wide receiver in college, what were the skills that got them to be, you know, productive in this system well, I, and, and I, I draft mean, draft those skills. The The guy you're
0: describing, those guys are so few and far between because now, you know, to go back what I was saying before, okay, colleges are running these kind of offense. So now high schools are coaching their kids to, to, to play college ball. So, you know, I, I and those guys have been there. I agree with you. This isn't to give them a pass, right? Terry McLaurin was there. We've to, that's the big one for me. Same, you will about AJ yeah. Brown. About and, DK and Terry Metcalf. McLaurin
1: was a great special teams player right. as well. Thir- and 32 I was, teams,
0: just... 32 teams passed on DK Metcalf. AJ Brown's a tough mm-hmm. one to me. It was right. Terry McLaurin that was the guy. Uh, but you know, those players aren't out there, and it's interesting you mentioned Julian Edelman because. The one common thread, oddly enough, for receivers who have had success in New England is they weren't receivers in college. They were quarterbacks. Two of their best receivers over the last few years, in Julian Edelman and Jacoby Myers, were quarterbacks. We'll see what happens with Gunner, who's a converted corner. Guys who have seen the position from a different point of view seem to be able to grasp it better in New England. That's why, you know, okay, so you that, you know, the player you just described, if I'm looking at the last draft, this most recent one, if they'd wanted to take a wide receiver, I would have looked at Kadarius, Tony right. converted college quarterback. If if that's what they're going to do, if they're going to keep the offense, the way it is, I think that's something that they should. And, and we following the team should put a ton of stock in. Has this guy always been a wide receiver or did he play another position? I think that that, there's a thread there, and I think it makes a difference.
1: Yeah, and and, and again, Kadarius, Tony is a great example because he also is shifty and quick and ran some option routes in that Florida offense. Those that you need to look at, okay, these are the types of guys that have succeeded here, even the guys that have succeeded here on a lesser level, not the Wes Welkers and the Edelmans and the Randy Mosses and and those types of level players, but even a guy like a Chris Hogan or a Brandon LaFell or a Brandon Lloyd or some of these Malcolm Malcolm Mitchell right some of those types of players what were they were all smart guys that knew how to kind of get open within the framework of the structure of a scheme that were good route runners that had some sneaky quickness or something at the top of the route that was able to help them out to get open in terms of athleticism but not necessarily these when you look at Nikhil Harry on the practice field He's a big dude. He's an explosive dude, but those types of guys don't necessarily translate into what they want the wide receiver position to do. So again, it's just, I really would like to hope that they would start to look at it that way and see, okay, these are the traits that work in our system. So let's focus on drafting players. And even though it was a seventh round pick, I, I think Trey Nixon was a step in the right direction in that, in that regard. He is somebody that has some separation ability that has some speed that has some good uh, route pieces at the line of scrimmage and ability to get open against press coverage. So there is some element to that, even with a seventh round pick. So I, I think that is uh, another sort of angle to this as well. Uh, there was one point that somebody made here in the chat that I, I wanted to get to as, as we wrap this up, that I thought was, um, was solid, uh, sort of jumping off point. I, of course now I probably can't find it, but I, I think the the well a lot, lot of Andy Isabella, Alex, in the in the chat. I don't know, I, yeah, first. I I just is Andy Isabella making this team right now?
0: What does Andy Isabella give you that you don't already get from Jacoby Myers and Kendrick Bourne? Yeah, that's a good question. I like that's uh, if you're gonna trade Nikhil Harry for uh, Evan, I just as you find this, I'll I'll go on this rant. If you're going to trade Nikhil Harry for a player who's not going to make the team. What's the point? There's still dead money. It's no different than cutting him. If you get a pick, you actually have a shot at getting somebody who's going to contribute. That should yeah. be the goal here. Get somebody back. Who's going to contribute. Even if they're not going to contribute this year, I, the whole, and I have yelled about this before. The Patriots needing a wide receiver is an internet meme. It's not based in reality. They added the two tight ends. They brought James White back. They added Nelson Aguilar. They have enough pass catchers. Unless you're adding a true number one wide receiver, and I'm sorry, you're not trading Nikhil Harry for Devonta Adams. You're not trading Nikhil Harry for Odell Beckham. I don't care if it works in Madden. There's no way that is going to happen. Adding an Andy Isabella... Adding a Hunter Renfro, I'm seeing in the comments, Jamison Crowder, who I am a huge fan of, especially for the Patriots, adding a Jamison Crowder doesn't help this team because that guy is going to end up playing about 15 to 20% of the snaps. He's not going to make a difference. And I'm not saying that the fifth-round pick you get in 2023 back for Nikhil Harry will be a difference maker, but there's a better chance that that pick turns into somehow, whether you trade it, whether you make the pick one way or the other, there's a better chance that that pick turns into a contributor than Andy Isabella does when you probably just end up cutting them.
1: Right. All right. So I, I couldn't find the exact question, but I remember now what the general okay. idea was not just to wrap it up. What's the team that you think would be the best fit for Nikhil Harry moving forward? You know, what, what, what team do you think if you're him, if you're Nikhil Harry and his agent, where do you want to go?
0: Uh, probably Green Bay or Arizona. I think if I can get to one of those, or Kansas City because I had them on my list too. I think if you're a if you're a wide receiver in general, you end up in Kansas City. You're in good shape because you're playing with Patrick right. Mahomes. I, I I think Green Bay is a good chance just because you're playing with Rodgers and the jump ball thing in Arizona. I'll actually throw Houston on there too just because you're going to get playing time. I don't know. I don't know if there's a ton of teams where he's guaranteed playing time. He might be guaranteed a roster spot, but he might get buried. He's going to play in Houston, and he has what one year left on his deal, two years left on his deal. Mm-hmm he needs to play to reset the market so when he becomes a free agent he can get a big contract so I one of those two teams would make sense
1: the team for me if I'm Nikhil Harry is still Arizona I feel like that's the best systemic fit for him in terms of simplified offense they're gonna run a lot of vertical elements to their passing game that he has the broken playability with Kyler Murray to kind of have that secondary Ability to kind of create separation at that point, right? You don't always have with a quarterback like Kyler. You don't always have to get open in two and a half seconds to get the football, right? You might be able right. to get open later on in the down and create separation that way on a broken play. You can go above the rim. Kyler will definitely throw the football down the field. They're going to keep him on one side of the formation. I just see him from a it's a simple offense. It's a vertical offense, and it's an offense with a mobile quarterback that might have some you know second beat type of plays where he can get open after the play already breaks down. So if I'm the kill Harry, I'm trying to get to Arizona. If you're the Patriots, Alex, what's the compensation that you're really what's the hard bargain you're driving here? What do you really want for Nikhil Harry? A
0: 2022 pick, but I could potentially be persuaded with a 2023 if it's like a fourth or fifth round. Right. If it's if it's gonna be either way, give me the 2022 because of that draft. But I don't want a player unless somebody's gonna step up and really wow me with a corner. I'm fine without a player I like my roster the way it is. Give me a pick. Let me go find
1: the next guy myself. Yeah, I would say a fourth-round pick. I know that that sounds crazy to some people, but I actually really think that that, that is possible from a team that looks at Nikhil Harry two years ago. and well, it could really- also... It could potentially be a a pick swap
0: too where it's Nikhil and a 6 for a fourth, something like that. Right,
1: yeah, something like that. I think that's a possibility and uh, the Patriots will probably try to get something like that at first before they sort of move on to lesser deals. But I think that about wraps it up on the Nikhil Harry topic. Again, as you can see at the bottom of the screen, uh, Nikhil Harry has formally requested a trade from the Patriots. Alex and I broke it down for the first 30 minutes in a bunch of different ways. Why it didn't work, where he might be headed, all those types of things so you can go ahead and hit uh, the rewind button and watch the rest of the show if you missed all of that and we will be back on the podcast on thursday for our regularly scheduled program this is a little bit of breaking news podcast here for you guys on this tuesday afternoon so on thursday the regular pod will be back we'll talk some mac jones how he wins the starting quarterback position and maybe take some questions but thanks very much for joining us on this breaking news edition of the patriots beat podcast and we'll see you on thursday